Are you offering your clients the experience they really want? Or are you offering them what you think they want? Join hosts Laura Gregg and David Partain from FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds as they talk with a variety of industry experts and advisors, just like you, about their latest industry research to help you develop the flexible mindset you need to rise above the crowd. Hello, and welcome to the Flexible Advisor Podcast. I'm David Partain. I'm joined with my co-host, Laura Gregg. Hello, Laura, and we have an old friend, Dana Wilson, back on the podcast today. Yes, and I am thrilled to have Dana back and to get an update from her. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure <laughs> to be in the company of family. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, before we kick off the discussion, as our regular listeners know, the Flexible Advisor seeks to invite guests like Dana that will provide unique insights and actionable ideas for advisors that want to fine tune or grow their businesses while deepening client relationships. The work that Dana is doing is very important and aligns well with findings from our 2021 and 2019 consumer and advisor research on preferences and business results related to building a diverse advisory practice. In our most recent research we just released, we wanted to understand if the protests for racial and social equity of 2020 led to a change in our industry. Are firms taking more actionable steps to bring in diverse talent? And what are they doing to retain that talent? We also surveyed consumers because we wanted to understand whether age, gender, race, or sexual orientation matters in their search for a financial advisor. And the answer is, a resounding yes. In fact, women were five times as likely to work with a female advisor, and that's up from four times as likely in our 2019 survey. And for those who had a preference for the race of their advisor, 84% said that they would prefer to work with an advisor of the same race. I think the bottom line is that people want to work with advisors that understand them, and that can come more easily when there are multiple shared characteristics between a client and their advisor. You know, David, that is so true. And as we continue to see growth in the black and brown population of this country, the unfortunate part is we're not seeing that growth reflected in our industry. As of 2019, less than 3% of advisors were black and only 5% were Latino. Now, clearly we need to draw in more people of color to this industry. But for those who are already here, it may be very difficult for potential clients to even find them. So today, I am thrilled to have Dana Wilson back on the show to talk about her mission to change this. When Dana first joined us in May of last year, she was on the cusp of launching a brand new fintech firm called CHIP which stands for Changing How Individuals Prosper. CHIP is a digital platform that connects consumers to Black and Latino financial advisors. And now with a full year under her belt, Dana is here to give us an update on the business, how it's progressed over the last year, and most importantly, what she sees for the future. Before CHIP, Dana was an independent investment advisor at Manhattan Wealth Management in New York City. And prior to that, she ran her own investment advisory business and has held various investment roles at Merrill Lynch, State Farm, and SunTrust Bank. 
Dana, welcome back to the Flexible Advisor. Yeah, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure and so excited to, to be here with you all. Such a great platform that you all have to have these dynamic conversations. So thank you as always. Well, thank you, Dana, and we'll get right into it. So for our listeners who may have missed our first conversation with you, and shame on you, go listen to it from May of 2020. It may be helpful to share a little bit about your background and what it was that drew you into this industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yes, yeah, shame on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, now they know. Right, now they now know, they know, right? Now, now, we, now that we've embarrassed everyone, let's go on it. <laughs> Uh, but no, so with, I ironically actually have a, a background in marketing, but I think that has really helped uh, when it came to building out my advisory practice and, and really understanding and looking at it from a different lens that wasn't just coming from a financial background. So I've, I've been in the financial industry for about 15 years, kind of fell into the banking world, graduated school uh, with a mission to go into uh, advertising. And then somehow that turned into me working at a bank because that's what's normal, <laughs> right? Uh, so went into working at a bank, um, into the insurance world, ended up really loving it, uh, learning everything that there had to do with what money meant, um, how it meant for you to really succeed in life and have the things that you wanted to have, but also just the unique planning opportunities that kind of encompass everything within the industry. So, you know, learning about not just the banking world, but also the wealth management world, which at the time, uh, as an early, you know, 20 something seemed a little bit foreign because it wasn't something that was really talked about. It was more so just kind of banking. And that's what you knew about finance. But coming in, it really just opened my eyes up and when I went deeper into the industry and then sort of pivoted my career into being a financial advisor and really seeing what that world looked like and continuously being in spaces where I just didn't see myself reflected. I didn't see myself reflected in leadership. I didn't really see myself reflected as a black woman, uh, even in some of the, the admin staff or in the supportive roles uh, for the advisors. So it was definitely a much different time that honestly hasn't really changed too much. And I'm sure we'll get into a lot of that as well, but it was constantly looking for self, right? And I think we spend a lot of time doing that, trying to see how our success can continue to grow and, and, and elevate. And it's hard to do that when you don't see people around you that look like you, right? Even with my peers from advisors, I kept trying to figuring out, well, well where are we, <laughs> right? I know yeah. this and I'm clearly not the only person in this industry. So, you know, fast forward, you know, 15 years later and still continuously seeing that, not just in the larger brokerage firms, but also in the independent side where things become a little bit more siloed, where you're not really in a day-to-day -day office and you're not um, around other people who might be in other disciplines, you still kind of have the same cycle of, you know, well, where are all of the black and brown advisors? Why are we only seeing people in pieces and maybe at conferences, there's one, two or three that might um, show up. So for me, after the murder of, of George Floyd, it was just kind of like a <laughs> that, that moment again, where you're just constantly kind of frustrated in general about what happened with that event, what happened um, globally, and then kind of again, seeing all the reflections or non-reflections in different industries, but particularly in finance and how do I channel this frustration into something impactful and positive. And that's really where Chip came to fruition. So it's not just about the professionals on our platform having a specific focus on Black and Latinx, 
it's also about the consumers who, from that perspective, also kind of felt ignored and unseen to some degree as financial consumers uh, of color. So for us, it was building a bridge to connect the two worlds and really doing that in a very intentional way. So Dana, our UK listeners may be thinking something different when we say CHIP. So tell us about CHIP. Oh, yeah. And what is it? How does it work? And what sparked your passion, which I already think I know, (laughs) in building out this business? Absolutely. Yeah. So CHIP is not the Lay's potato chip or whatever (laughs) it is. I was a ruffle person. (laughs) And I'm sure there's going to be a great debate between that, right? Uh, So CHIP, which stands for Changing How Individuals Prosper, was really meant to encompass both sides, so the consumer side and the professional side, right? So what we do is we make it easy for people to find each other. So for the professionals who sit within our platform, have various backgrounds within the advisory world. So I would say about 90% of our professionals on our platform are within our directory are from the independent space and maybe about 10 or so come from the larger brokerage world, but we have both of them there. We also are deepening that into tax professionals, accountants, and really building out this dynamic uh, network to really continue to, to push our community forward as we continue to grow. So when consumers come to our site, they fill out a very simple questionnaire. And from there, we help to find them their best fit. So it's really about understanding their goals and, and who they are and the type of person that they're looking for. And the same thing from the professional standpoint too, right? People have different individuals that they want to work with, different sectors, um, and you know possibly different uh, income levels as well. So we do that kind of matching for them, making it easier for them to find each other. And then the professionals take that relationship uh, from there. And there's a lot of other aspects that we've grown into from a community standpoint that we recently opened. So there's a lot of exciting things that are making it easy for these connection points to happen. That's really cool. Are you still out of New York City? Yes, I am still out of the uh, New York metropolitan area, but the professionals on our platform are from all over the country. I think that's the beauty of it. We're really ensuring that we all are connected and we know each other. And especially now with everything that we're going, you know, still going through with COVID, you know, we're realizing that you don't have to just do business in your area, although it's great for people to know that you're in your backyard, but you can really start to advance your network across the country and even share referrals that way if you want to. Yeah. So Dana, in our in our recent research, we, we focused on, uh, as David mentioned, both advisors and consumers. And, and you know, the fact of the matter is that consumers do want to work with people that share the, the same characteristics, whether that's race or gender or whatever it is. And in uh, a recent podcast we did with a financial planning professor professor. Uh, Miranda Ryder, she's uh, out of Texas Tech University. She's also been doing some research on consumer preferences when choosing an advisor. And so we, we talked with her about that a little bit. And she, uh, she said that the most important thing always, always is trust. But you know, if you can find trust and an advisor that looks like you or has shared experiences or characteristics as you, that's just, you know, the the icing on the cake. And then we talked more about what what you just brought up. And that's the geographic, uh, the change in geography, like defining where you can find your advisor. I think it's such an exciting time for consumers to to have more flexibility and, and for a tool like CHIP 
to help out in that manner. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do agree with her that trust is a key factor, no matter who you work with, uh, gender, geographic, racial background, they are, you know, trust is key. You have to trust who you're going to be talking to intimately about your finances. It's not ever been the most comfortable conversation and it, it probably won't ever be right. It's not the conversation <laughs> that's, that's fun to have, but I do think that it is icing on the cake when you can find someone who just understands your innate needs where you don't feel like you have to show up and be anybody else but yourself, right? You don't have to show up and feel like you have to be, you know, super educated or you have to do some research, like real deep research and, and, and education before you have this conversation because you don't want this person to be looking down on you, which tends to happen a lot of times in the black and brown community where, you know, people have had not so great experiences and they felt that, you know, they felt ashamed. They felt that they weren't able to ask real questions because they didn't want a, you know, a person to, to look at them and feel like, oh, hey, you should know this. Um, so sometimes it kind of comes into being able to show up as your best self and show up authentically. And well, I, I love, you know, on your, on your website, mm -hmm. that really big, right in the middle, it says your safe space to be financially authentic. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that just says it all, you know, I know even from my personal experience, and I've been in this industry a very long time, but I put off hiring a financial advisor for so many years and for terrible reasons. Um, you know, one of those is I just need to clean up my finances and get my investable assets to a certain level. And again, you know, that feeling of being judged and, you know, I know I'm not alone in that, but I'm curious, like, where did that messaging um, safe space come? And, and do you think that applies to not only the consumers that visit you, but also the advisors? And how are you helping to create that safe space through CHIP? Absolutely. Uh, for me, it was just kind of the thought in my own personal feelings of, of thinking about how people have talked to me about money and wanting to create this safe space where they felt seen and not judged. And that floats between consumers and professionals, particularly professionals of color who still, you know, feel like we have to show up <laughs> all the way. You know, we have to have all of this education, we have to have all of these designations for people to really start to take us seriously and look at us as not just professionals of color, but just professionals in general. And I think providing that safe space where people can just come and be their real selves and say, hey, you know, these are the things that kind of tripped me up in my financial life and I'm not proud of them and I've made some mistakes, but owning that and being able to move forward is so powerful as opposed to creating that current dynamic that's out there where, you know, even to your point, lawyer saying that I have to clean up and I have to clean up house before I can hire a housekeeper. When in fact, the housekeeper's job is to help you, you know, clean up that house and, and make sure it's, it's nice and ready for just yourself or for guests or, you know, whatever that is. So it's really about providing those conversations, those unique touches those, this is the space where you don't have to, to, to be someone or have to go read 50 books or, you know, listen to a, a plethora of podcasts or wait till the next five years when you've paid off your debt. No, you, you come in where you are. And I think, you know, our tagline is that there is a professional for everyone is really key because no matter what your starting point is, there's literally someone in this industry that can help you. There's someone in this industry who, who has a focus on 
specific, you know, debt and, and credit buildup. There's someone who, you know, maybe will get you ready when you're at that planning stage or investing stage. So it's like for every stage, there is a person. And we sometimes feel like the only stage in this industry as a consumer is, you know, 250 plus household investable assets, because that's kind of <laughs> what, so true. you know, ha has been kind of told to us to some degree where we walk into certain rooms and it's like, oh, well, I don't think you have enough. And that does something to a person when you tell them they don't have enough that's internalized. So you're, you're building community through CHIP by the, the matchmaking, of course, but you, also you've got some videos and conversations going on. Tell us a little bit about, about the other things going on where people can, can get to that safe space and feel like they've found the right place for them. Yeah, absolutely. So our focus really is on content and uh, visibility, and we have two series and another one that we'll be releasing uh, soon as well. So we have our represented series, which will be relaunching with a lot more in-depth content. And the purpose around the represented series was really just to give professionals of color a space to tell their own story. Uh, I feel like for a long time, we haven't had a space to tell our story, whether it's about why we've gotten into this industry, who we are, um, you know, what has brought us to this point. Maybe we came from a different career path and now, you know, we've transitioned into this one or just to create that subject matter from someone who looks like you. Um, and that also helps to create that trust factor, which to, to some extent is also really broken within communities of color for a, a multitude of, of history reasons, but it's also about rebuilding that trust within our own communities. And I think a lot of hearing from professionals and seeing them as professionals and experts within our represent, re represented series will help to um, strengthen a lot of that and, and create these bonds that really haven't um, existed in this way before. Outside of that, I also created my own podcast, which was just kind of like a <laughs> somewhat of a random um, project, but it was really bringing on, and it's called the Included Series uh, Podcast. And my goal with that is to bring on people who aren't in the industry, who I started out with just kind of friends of mine and people in my natural network to come on and talk about their financial journey. You know, what was it like when you grew up in your house? Like, what did money mean to you? And just to formalize that conversation of making talking about money normal. And it's a fun conversation. You know, it's that great back and forth where this is something that we should just get, you know, good at ta good talking about. Uh, and then we're working on another series that we'll be launching um, too, where we really create more of this open safe space uh, dynamic around having these conversations about money. And we'll be launching that with different organizations soon. But it's really, again, to create that safe space to provide conversation, right? To get out of our own ways, to understand why we can't move forward on certain things and to get rid of that shame. You know, that, that is uh, so um, helpful, all of it. I know we, we were talking to a, an advisor, Samuel Dean, on the podcast not long ago, and he was talking about how critical it is for advisors to, to know the money stories of their clients because that impacts so much of how they save, how they invest, what, you know, where their fears are. And uh, I love that you're just taking that head on. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's needed because sometimes we can't move forward or we won't do certain things or we'll wait. And it could just be something related to something that happened to us in our past. And until that's confronted, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard to yeah. move forward. Exactly. So, you know, 2020 uh, was such a, a traumatic year 
and an incredible one for you to be launching this business. This, you know, I mean, it just like it was made for 2020. I'm curious as you, as you navigated through that very difficult time, which, you know, continues to be difficult, clearly, what are some of the most notable surprises or did you have surprises, I should say, during the launch and, and through your first year of running CHIP? Yeah, there were definitely um, notable moments, <laughs> I, I want to call them. Um, ones I wish I could say I was surprised by, but unfortunately um, I was not. But yeah, 20, and I'll, I'll, expand, I'll expand, on, expand on that, excuse me. So 2020 was definitely a year for just everything. It felt like 10 to 20 years. And now we're coming out of this, <laughs> this bubble of whatever it's yeah. now. Um, but I also think it was kind of a, a perfect storm for us too, because even with everyone being home and being more attentive to, you know, their social media, particularly LinkedIn and seeing what was going on, it gave us the ability to really um, just jump on that and jump into it. And, you know, people were home and they were more attentive and, and open to talking because we're not commuting and we're not running all over the place. So people have more time somewhat on their calendars to, to chat. And I think it kind of helped us a, a lot there from that perspective to be seen. People saw a lot of the stuff that we were doing and it helped really kind of float us throughout the year. But and we got some great press as well. And that great press also came with a lot of interesting uh, conversations, which I'm calling these sort of notable moments where, you know, there was an article that came out for us in, in wealthmanagement.com which just talked about what we were doing and the need for it and the importance. And then the comments that came on uh, LinkedIn were very interesting from a lot of, you know, non-people of color and some called it, you know, racist and the comments under the article, those were a lot of the comments there and not understanding the need and the, and the purpose for what we were creating and kind of going back to our conversation earlier in the research that you did where people do want to work with someone that looks like them, right? In the, the fact that people or, or thought that that was the, um, I guess, the response from a, you know, racist perspective or, you know, how, you know, you could make people want to just only work with one specific group really just kind of showed me the damage and the trauma that still existed that I knew was there, but again, was magnified in these moments of heavy trauma as a country, right? Dealing with George Floyd and all of the racial divide and then constantly seeing that in real time within our industry. Um, and people not really recognizing the importance of being okay, championing other people that don't look like you are championing their differences. And I think that was definitely a, not a shock, but just kind of an unfortunate moment where you're reminded why CHIP still does need to exist because, you know, we have to change the perception and, and perspective of those individuals that don't see the need for an inclusive world that we're moving to, or just don't want to acknowledge it at all. You know, I can tell you, we had some similar experiences with uh, our Fletcher's research being out there and, and, you know, comments uh, along the same lines, like, you know, why are you still talking about this and those sort of things. And, and I should point out you know, when we say that people want to work with people that look like them, guess what? White people want to work with white advisors. 
You know, it's not just a black and brown thing. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not about saying anyone is, you know, less than or less important or anything else. It's really just about creating space for, you know, individuals where space wasn't created before. And I think, you know, it's interesting when people feel, you know, threatened or, you know, whatever the case is by magnifying one voice does not dim another, right? So it's like, that is kind of the premise that we're holding on to where you can be champions for some someone and that doesn't mean make you any less <laughs> of an advisor or, or a professional. Um, it's just kind of like wh- where we are right now and what the things that we need to clean up in the industry so that chip doesn't have to exist. I mean, in a perfect world, I wish we didn't have to build something like this, right? You know, this is what we have to do to create change. Absolutely. Well, well, tell us some good news. Oh, yeah. yeah. About- <laughs> <laughs> well, there's always good news. And I mean, you know, this kind of comes with the territory, right? It, like it is what it is. Um, so it doesn't well, tell us, doesn't tell us about the matches you've been making. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, um, had at least about 200 or so, um, matches on our platform. And I want to say at least maybe, I don't know, 30, 40% of that has at least went, went somewhere. Right. So we're kind of keeping our data. So for either people who have closed, um, those clients or those, those individuals and had conversations with them and have generated some revenue off of that. We're really excited to see it as we continue to, you know, start really marketing. So everything we've done right now has really just been word of mouth. We really haven't turned that switch on to any, you know, paid marketing or really aggressive marketing efforts, uh, which is really what we're going to do, you know, going forward. But we're really excited to see that, you know, it, it, it works and, it, and it's working. Um, and we've kind of been testing it with an amazing group of professionals who I couldn't think more of for, you know, seeing the vision, being champions, being super supportive and encouraging for what, you know, the vision was then and, and what it is going forward, right? I mean, CHIP is only uh, the, the vehicle and, you know, every professional that comes onto our platform is truly a part of this family that we're creating to see them elevate. You know, that's what it is, is really about amplifying their voices and less about, you know, the vehicle that's kind of moving things along, so to speak. I mean, they're definitely helpful and in guiding and to have that support of my peers is instrumental to what we've been, been able to create this far. And I've been on the website. It's got great functionality, cool design, but what it's not, it is not, I don't want anybody to think this is a tender for financial advisors. Oh no, God no. Swipe. Let's, shut, let's shut that down. <laughs> let's immediately put the stamp and not, and you know, what's funny is, is when we launched, I started to see like Tinder style things pop up and I was like, oh God, where's the compliance? My head hurts. Let's get, let's get that away. So no one confuses what we're doing with what I'm starting to see uh, pop up. But yeah, this is not the Tinder <laughs> for, uh, financial professionals. That, I didn't see that when I went on the site. So I just wanted to verify. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, th- we always love having you on the Flexible Advisor to give us an update. And I'm hoping that before you close out, you could offer some actionable ideas for our listeners, for black and brown advisors listening. What is the best way to utilize CHIP? And for advisors that are listening, that are looking to build a more diverse practice, are there resources that CHIP can offer? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our, we're really looking um, at partnering with different firms. So, you know, anyone who really wants to understand the mission of an inclusion and, and really not just do that with words, but do that with actions, please uh, reach out to us. You can find our information on our site or email um, info at chipprofessionals.com about partnerships. That's what we're really focused on now. And I think that's the best way to just open the door and have the conversation, right? And start to acknowledge that, hey, maybe we have haven't done the best job in the past of building an inc inclusive team, but we want to do that now, right? Or we want to kind of figure out what those steps look like and, you know, work with Chip to, to do that uh, going forward and, and establishing those relationships. And for professionals who want to come on our, our platform, you know, please come to the site, fill out the um, questionnaire, which is our, you know, quick apply application, and we'll get you going from there. It's super simple. You know, we've updated kind of our 2.0 version and looking forward to continuing to scale. Again, we're just opening up our community side of things. So we're really excited about all the things that we have moving forward. So you know, come on in and, you know, check us out. We're, we're, we're growing. So we, we'd be happy to have you. Well, Dana, you're always welcome here. It has been a real delight to have you on the podcast again. And thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. If you're an advisor and would like to know more about CHIP, just visit chipprofessionals.com. That's C-H-I-P professionals.com. If you like this podcast, you may also like the other FlexShares podcast called Funds in Focus. Check it out today and you will find it wherever you get your podcasts. For myself and Laura Gregg, we want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us on today's episode of The Flexible Advisor. Thank you for listening to The Flexible Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of FlexShares Exchange Traded Funds or Northern Trust. All investments involve risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider the FlexShares investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. This and other information is in the prospectus and a summary prospectus, copies of which may be obtained by visiting www.flexshares.com. Read the prospectus carefully before you invest. Foresight Fund Services, LLC Distributor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Although we attempt to keep the information complete and current, we do not warrant that the content herein is accurate, complete, or current. We make no commitment to update the content herein. It is your responsibility to verify any information before relying on it. The content of this podcast may include technical inaccuracies. We may make changes in the products and or services described herein at any time. We provide you this information with the understanding that we are not rendering accounting, legal, or tax advice. Please consult your legal or tax advisor concerning such matters.